Hey dudes. Hey dudes. I'm never mind. What? I'm not a big fan of hey dudes. Well, figure something else out. Okay. What do you th- what, go ahead. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm not sure about hey dudes. Tick tock. Tick tock. Are you done? No. Have you figured anything out yet? No, I I need more time. It's just every time we go into starting to record and it's the hey dudes thing, I'm just like, eh, I'm not, I don't like it. And hey I dudes. Can, hey, hey dudes. Hey dudes. It's Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Episode something. Six? Six? Or is it Episode seven? Episode six? six? Is it six? I don't know. Is it seven? I don't know. If I didn't know if it was six, I definitely didn't know if it was seven. It's episode six or seven. Yeah, episode six or seven. <laughs> Welcome to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Uh, we- a podcast about Boy Meets World. As you've surely guessed. Maybe uh, they didn't. Maybe this is their first episode and they're like, I don't know what this is. Hey, this is your first episode. Uh, boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Wait, Boy what? Meets Meets World? It's in the title. You got this. Okay. Come on, Minkus. <laughs> um. We are going to talk about season one, episodes 13 and 14 mm-hmm. today. Yep. Um, it is uh, still 2019, but for us, it is 1993. We need like a description of our show. I need you to get on that. Can you write a description out of our show? Boy Meets World Meets Boy Meets Girl. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> boy Meets World Meets Boy Meets Girl? <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you're the world. Sometimes you're the girl. Aren't I both? You're, you're everything to me. Oh. Um, so you're my Eric Matthews. What? I'm Topanga. Oh, that's a segue. Segue! That was so loud. Yeah, it really was. I'm gonna have to, Try being my ear hole right beside you. I'm going to have to dampen that on the old podcast mix. Um, yeah, so we watched episodes 13 and 14 of season one. Um, like five minutes ago like five minutes ago and we're going to talk about them now with the uh, sincerity that these deserve the sincerity that you have come to know and love over listening to all these episodes at least 600 people have listened to this show at this point 38 600 because 638 we, we still have like four episodes to release so that's true Maybe we don't know. This show might have blown up. Exactly. That's. I am very hopeful that we've reached more people by the time this episode comes out. Because what are we if we're not touching lives? And that's all we want to do is touch lives. We want to bring joy to your life. Let us know if we've touched your life. Yeah. Stop saying touch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So episode thirteen is called what? Tanya. She oh, loves- that's Tanya. Oh, I'm Tanya. Yeah. I don't think we ever introduced ourselves. We did that one episode where I said, remember when you told me that... The first episode? No, like, I think it was the last episode recorded, or maybe uh, it was episode four. You said, uh, we never introduce ourselves right before we recorded, uh-huh. so I introduced us. Oh, and yeah. I said, this is for you because you told us we never introduce ourselves. Oh. Okay. I'm Tanya. That's Tanya. Episode... Thir- Wait. Wait, but then this is Alden, too. She's Tanya. He is... I don't matter. You do matter. You're everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the world. Uh, episode 13 is called what? I'm Alden. It's called She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not. Yes. And who is she? I guess we'll find out together. 
Um, so what's the the description on Hulu for this episode? The Hulu description is Eric talks to Corey's class about the future they have to look forward to. Yes. So well, we start in the classroom, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Topango has a... Topango. Topango. Topango has a... I like how Topango sounds ridiculous, but Topanga is like, oh, yeah, 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 that's okay. We grew up with the name Topanga, though. Like, I think the first time we heard it, we were probably like, what on earth? But now Topanga is a regular name to us because we heard it every day. <laughs> every day. Okay. Every Friday. The Daily Show, Boy Meets Girl. What? <laughs> God, I can't do this. You I'm can so, do this. I You're can't. fine. I'm so, I'm like a second stringer. Take, take a deep breath. We're not there yet. <sighs> Let it out. Okay. Segway. All right. No, we're not segueing to the second episode yet. Okay. All right. All right. Episode 13. So we start in the classroom. And Topanga has like a paper something on her desk. It's a paper rose, she says. It's a paper rose. And she's like, oh, Minkus, did you leave this paper rose on my desk? Minkus, you little devil. (laughs) (laughs) That was implied. And Minkus the scallywag says, no, it's a camellia. Yeah. He says, I didn't leave that rose on your desk because it's not a rose. It's a camellia. Oh, he actually says, actually. Actually. Minkus was the first actually. Yes. It was very uh, poignant to me. Yeah. So Minkus makes it clear for the second episode that he is in love with Topanga and wants to eventually court her and marry her and provide her with children. And he sits at the desk, just like staring off into space, imagining what his life with Topanga will be like in the future. And Corey and Sean, of course, are like, gross. Like, Yeah, Corey and Sean were, uh, I wrote it down, peak jerk this yeah. episode. Like, not even like funny jerk. They were just being mean. They were throwing out like the worst things the entire episode. Calling Minkus and Topanga both ugly. Yeah, ugly. And um, they were like, why are all the nerds getting all the love and we're not? Mm-hmm. It was really, it was really bad. Actually, I think somewhere on my paper, somewhere on here, it is just like, Sean is so terrible. Yeah. Uh, but you loved him. Um, I did. I, I think it's interesting to see who I was drawn to when I was nine years old. Like... I liked a guy who did nothing but treat people like crap. Yeah. And he was like the guy that I thought was great. Where's the milk, babe? He says to Sean later yeah, on. Yeah, that's what I have written. Okay. Um I yeah, I actually made a note to myself that I wanted to see who the uh who who the writer was here because I wonder if they wrote it's written by April Kelly. Um, because I want to note like who the writer was mm-hmm. on the different episodes because we'll talk about it on episode 14, but Corey and Sean were great in episode 14 for the most part. Corey was like talking and hanging out with Minkus. Um, but we'll get to that. So April Kelly wrote this episode. April, I think you got a problem with Sean Hunter. Uh, I do too. Um, so we, we start with them being mean to Topanga and, and Minkus. And yeah, and then they start talking about their weekend. Mm-hmm. And Corey's like, my weekend was fantastic. I got brownies and my mom got, or my dad brought home two monster movies. And it was just like, wow, that's so simple and like wonderful that at that age, that's what means so much to them. Um, and in all honesty, like that's kind of, I think that holds water still today. Like, if, if I gave you brownies in a monster movie right now, you'd be stoked. Yeah, right now. 
And yes. I'm 34 years old, but also yes, our kids. Old. I'm very old. <laughs> um, you can tell from my old voice that I'm very old. Um, but our kids too. Like if we went out out into the living room and stopped sitting in our room recording right now mm-hmm. and made the kids brownies and we were like, we rented these movies for you to watch, it would be the best thing of their lives. They would lose their minds. They would, and we're great. Like we do great things for them all <laughs> the time. We're great. I, I swear. I just got a movie for Aubrey today. Like, mm-hmm. but if we were to go out there right now, it would it never ceases to amaze them when we want to do things with them. But 15 minutes into the monster movie, they would be like, I'm going to go to my room. Aubrey would be on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Finley would be like sneaking his uh, tablet. I wouldn't even realize that he was on it mm-hmm. for like 30 minutes <laughs> before I'd be like, Finley, what are you even doing right now? Mm-hmm. Kids, am I right? Episode 13. <laughs> Uh, so while they're in class, uh, they get a guest speaker who comes in to tell them about high school, a boy that's in high school, and what are the odds in walks a young Eric Matthews. Who is 15. Who is 15 He's a sophomore in high school. Mm -hmm. And Um, he is Corey's older brother. Which everybody is just like... (gasps) Matthews, Eric Matthews, Matthews, is he your brother? So they obviously, nobody knows that Corey has a brother. Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk about his brother ever. ever. And we we said it at the same time. That's so cute. It's so cute. Um, so what happens next? Um, Eric comes in to talk about what the kids are going to be dealing with the following year. And he just sort of like paints a glowing picture of what high school is going to be like, except for the fact I think he calls the underclassmen phlegm balls. Mm-hmm. Um, which I might start using in my everyday language. Okay. Only with you. I'll be like, wake up, Flemball. And I'll be like, where, what are you talking about? You're the one that needs to wake up, Flemball. <laughs> it's cute because we don't have names for each other. Flemball is it. I think that's it. Okay. Um. Anyway, so he talks about it and he makes it seem like it's great and like he's so cool and and that he they have a, a lot to look forward to. And he makes fun of, or he tells the kids that they want to be cool and don't want to be nerds and make sure you have all the cool outfits because you don't want to look like a nerd. Mm-hmm. No offense, Mink. He says to Minkus. Yeah. While this is happening, Topanga, Topanga is, is like making huge googly eyes at Eric. Like she's just like, it's like Minkus swooning over Topanga, only yes. Topanga is swooning over Eric. Yes. While he's talking about parties and popular kids Mm -hmm. which is weird because topanga you wouldn't expect topanga to be the one to fall for something buddy who's into all that like frivolity right frivolity that's Um, a word right no it's definitely a word but i don't know what it means because i'm dumb i'm a cool high school kid (laughs) Uh, so from there we go home to the matthews house our house our house our home away from home Uh the matthews home and, you know, the boys are doing their thing. And who walks in but a... Who walks to the back door for whatever reason? But hair with a face. Hair with a face. Uh, Topanga Lawrence. Knocks on the back door with brownies in hand uh, to see Corey and it, Sean, you think. Well, and it definitely seems that way. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like, okay, like, maybe she wasn't making googly eyes at Eric. She definitely, like, brings brownies in and she's... um talking to the guys and talking to Morgan. There's, She says nothing about Eric at mm-hmm. all. 
Um, Morgan comes down and is talking about how cool Topanga's braid is. Yeah, it's like one of those weird braids that you like braid into your hair in like a different color. And Topanga's like, awesome, I can do that to your hair. And like they go upstairs to do hair together. And Sean's just like, oh my gosh, she brought you brownies and she's getting in good with your sister. She's in love with you. Mm -hmm. I would just like to say, so over the next uh, 10 minutes of the show, it is constant people trying to convince Corey that Topanga is in love with him does he not remember like that steamy smooch at the locker like just a few weeks before I feel like this is a poorly written episode and it's blasphemous to say on a show about boy meets world it's April though it's April Kelly I don't think she remembered that Corey and Topanga shared maybe they didn't epic kiss this is the first season of a tv show with multiple writers maybe they didn't communicate well did she watch it no it's not it probably wasn't recorded before she wrote it but wouldn't they have to like see scripts or something for continuity you would think yeah but but this is a sitcom there's not a whole lot of continuity i am gonna see how many other episodes april kelly wrote i definitely think that's a good idea um while you do that I'm going to talk about the fact that Topanga has a sister in this episode. Like, all of these siblings, other than Eric. Eric is the only sibling that, like, just stays solid. Like, we've seen him in almost every episode. She co-created Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World, a show that I've never heard of. What is that? So she should have known that Corey and Topanga kissed three weeks before this. I rest my case. (laughs) You... You you know what? The judge agrees. April Kelly, you're going to jail. <laughs> 18 years and no more TV writing. What else has she written? Has she written on anything else? She wrote on Happy Days and Mork and Mindy. I love both of those shows so much. She wrote the TV movies, I Still Dream of Deemy. What? <laughs> I Still Dream of Jeannie. How to, marry a, how to Murder a Millionaire and Your Mother Wears Combat Boots. She also co-created... Oh, the classics. Mm-hmm. <sighs> huh. Anyway, it doesn't... You look, you look perplexed. Guys, he looks perplexed. I also have a crazy migraine. Um, but I, it doesn't tell me what episode she wrote, so that's it for that. Um, I would like to point out that the word squish is used a lot. Uh-huh. Does that bother you? A little bit, only because, like, nowadays people use the word smash... Mm. Uh, a lot for similar reasons, but like not quite. Um, smashing is sex, mm-hmm. but thanks for pointing that out. But this is for people like your mom who might be listening and they don't know what it means when Jade says like somebody said something about smashing. All right, yes, that just got so damn specific. Like to our audience, yeah, the only people who listen. So they use the word squish a lot. Really, it's it's uh, our favorite, Sean Hunter, who keeps being like, yeah, when you guys squish, blah, 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 blah. It's not what it sounds like, but it, it does sound like it, and they're 11. Corey quickly, like, kicks Topanga out of the house, steals the brownies. Everybody's in the kitchen staring at him, convincing him that Topanga, who kissed him, really hard a few weeks earlier but everybody forgot because they have amnesia that Topanga's in love with him and Morgan 
this is our Morganism this week. It says, Corey and Topanga sitting in a tree. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And it was so good. It was very good. We laughed and we laughed. I laughed so hard. Um, but she did it in her like, Corey and Topanga sitting in a tree. Like that like sing-songy voice that she does all the time. Yeah, finish it. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. That was very good. I felt like Morgan was right here with me. That's weird. But they don't realize yet that um, Topanga's in love with Eric. So they kick her out of the house. Um, they kick her out of the house, and Corey is so rude to her and pushes her out the door, sh- thro- slams the door in her face, and then gra- uh, uh, reopens the door, grabs the brownies from her, and slams the door in her face again. And, and Amy is right there. And, and she's just like... I don't remember what he said to her, but he said something rude to her and then slammed the door in her face. And then his mom is like, Corey, that was rude. She says that, that wasn't polite. It wasn't polite. Like, While Topanga's still standing there with the door in her face, and she doesn't say, open the door and let her back in. She doesn't even really say anything. Of, like, saying that something isn't polite is like burping at the table. Mm-hmm. You tell me I'm not polite when I'm burping at the table. Mm-hmm. That's not the same thing as stealing a girl's brownies and shutting the door in her face while telling her to get lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awful. It was so bad. Make him bring her back in. Or make him at least apologize. Like, who wants to make a girl come back in, like, after all of that? True. I wouldn't want to go back in. But she would have because she want- was in love with one of the other boys. Yes. Was he there at that point? Yes, he was there. As soon as he got there, that's when he kicked uh, Topanga Mm. out. I don't think... He hadn't put anything together yet. He didn't realize that she was into Eric. He was just ready to go about his day. But the next day... The next day. Back in the cafeteria. But also, too, I think at this point is when... uh, Eric goes out back with to take out the trash, and oh, Mr. Feeney yeah. runs into him, and Mr. Feeney says, Eric, that was very ir- irresponsible of you, basically. Um, you didn't it, prepare them at all. Right. You didn't tell them at all what high school's really like. You told them it'd be cool, but you didn't prepare them for the fact that they're a small fish in a big pond now. And, and Eric's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, it would be like moving from a small town to a big city, and just throwing them in there. Um, What about drugs? How easy is it for you to get drugs? And Eric's like, I don't do drugs. He's like, yeah, but how easy is it for you to get them if you did do them? Like, what about alcohol? Eric's like, super easy. Like, what about cigarettes? And like, I do think that's something that someone who is trying to, um, I guess, persuade kids that it's going to be okay, they're not going to say that. Like, I, I can't even imagine him going in and being like, so guys, all of this stuff is readily available to you. Don't do it. As a 15-year-old, he's 15. Yeah, but it is a good thing to hear from somebody who's in that situation. Yeah, definitely. So Mr. Feeney wasn't wrong. No, but I definitely think like we have dealt with the fact that Caden would talk so awful about middle school Mm -hmm. like to Aubrey when Aubrey was in elementary school and to Finley even now like trying to I guess prepare him for the fact that middle school is the worst like which we've seen middle school is the worst but we also have said to Caden who has said truthful things about middle school 
to stop because Finley is going to run in different circles and learn things differently. So it's kind of the same thing. Kind of. I think it's just done in a different tone, maybe. Well, and I, yeah, there's a, there's a good way to go. Hey, there's going to be people talking about, we we talked to the kids about it. There's going to be people talking about drugs. There's going to be kids your age now starting to do drugs. They're going to try to pressure you into it. You know, be aware of that so you're not going into that situation terrified. Right. Because if you're more aware of the situation, you're more likely to know what your response is going to be in that situation. Mm -hmm. As opposed to being blindsided by it and all of these emotions going through your head and like, oh, I really want them to think I'm cool. What do I do now? Right. So, yeah, I I do think there's different ways to go about it. Right. But I also think there's a part like what Caden does is he he has talked heavily about the bullying and and how mean people are especially at that age and as bad as it is to sort of make the assumption that everyone's going to deal with that I would rather Aubrey and I mean Aubrey's definitely dealt with people who are mean like constantly in middle school Mm -hmm. she went in knowing that that was going to happen Caden said it over and over again um, and it's, I mean, they're completely different kids and Finley's a different kid than them and he's probably going to deal with the same thing. But what I'm saying is, it's like, while there are different ways to go about it, it's, it's important to do it, but we have kind of stymied that a little bit. Yeah. So we wouldn't have necessarily been on Mr. Feeney's side with that. Maybe not, but I, I think he's right to tell them that, I mean, he, he went about it wrong for sure. It's great. There's parties and you can be cool. Right. Like that's not, that is the opposite because you're saying it's great. You can be cool is again implying that all you need to worry about is trying to be cool. Yes. Um, so anyway, we go back to the cafeteria. Well, this whole time Topanga was creepily stalking Eric from the bushes. Oh, yeah. Very creepily stalking. Mm-hmm. Like, you're watching Feeney talk to Eric and Topanga's just like standing like a serial killer in the mm. background, like by the treehouse. Um, and she definitely like runs like a scared cat as soon as Eric turns around. Eric sees her though. She didn't run fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing is, else is ever said about this. Right. But then, yeah, we, we go back to the cafeteria. We go back to the cafeteria. Uh, Minkus comes over to the table that Sean and Corey are always sitting at together. And he's just like, whoa, like, she'll never love me. I can't believe that she loves you, Corey. Like, well, he's, and he's like angry. He's at angry Corey. at Corey. And he's like, we are like best friends and you would do this to me. And Corey's just like, uh, we're, what? Okay, no. And then he's talking to Sean again after Minkus runs away in a blur of tears and is like, uh, why does everybody just assume that Topanga's in love with me? Um, and Sean's like, well, Topanga left her notebook here. Let's look at it. And he goes to look through it and it's like, Mrs. Matthews, Miss Topanga Matthews. And then it's like, Mrs. Eric Matthews. Mm hmm. And that's how they know. And it all comes crashing down. Corey realizes that she is not in love with him. She is in love with Eric. And then what happens? Well, keep in mind, before this happened, Topanga was talking to them. And Topanga said, can I come over later? 
I want to bring cookies um, in a monster movie. So now she's brought brownies uh-huh. that she heard my mom made brownies and it made my weekend. Uh-huh. And then my dad brought two monster movies and mm-hmm. it made my weekend. So she has now brought brownies and is now saying, I'm going to bring a monster movie to your house. Yeah. So it's still like, I get that she liked Eric, but mm-hmm. she's still trying to impress Corey. Like, the things that he, she has heard that he likes, that's what she's doing. So I'm still confused about that whole thing. Well, I mean, she's um, she's socially awkward, and she's hearing things, and she's just latching onto that. Like, I don't know. It is, it's, it makes sense to me. Where she's hearing them talk about these things, and she's like, "Oh, I can use that to my advantage." Because With she doesn't the wrong brother. Correct. She's not a. She's a very at this point in the show, she is incredibly socially awkward. Yes, I don't. I don't know that that would ever go away, but we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. Maybe. Maybe. Um. Anyway, so he says, "Yeah, come over. I want to watch this movie. It sounds like the best movie ever." Mm-hmm. And then they see the Notebook and right. he's like, "Oh no." And he goes home and he's like, "Eric, Eric, Eric, someone's in love with you." And he's like, "Well, duh. Of course, someone's um, in love with me. I'm, I'm just awesome. Have I'm you seen so my hair?" Great. Um and Corey's like, "No, she's 11." And it's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. What?" And Topanga shows up. She shows up. Well, and Corey asked Eric to go tell her off basically. Yeah. And let her know that gross no thank you right and um eric i don't know after some awkward encouragement agrees to do it so eric goes down to open the door when topanga shows up and tries to tell her yeah you know you should find people your age you should blah 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 and topanga wants nothing of it but topanga then just blatantly comes out and says like i'm into you yeah, and then she, I mean, she definitely talks about being an old soul and tries to make mm-hmm. it seem like she's more mature than she is. And that's a really hard place to be at. Like, it's really hard to feel more connected with people who are older than you and realize how inappropriate that is. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, because <laughs> that's how I was. That's always how I was, is mm-hmm. I felt way more connected to older people, even friendship-wise. I was friends with, like, adults and it was easier for me to talk to them and i would be told hey like i can be your sunday school teacher or whatever but like you're not my friend that's inappropriate did you ever try to lean in and kiss one of them because nope that's what Uh -uh. topanga did yeah so topanga tries to lean in and kiss eric and eric's just like oh my gosh he grabs her face and is like oh no he doesn't (laughs) grab her face he just Full on, like, puts his palm over her face and just sits there for a second, like, I don't even know what to do. And that's when you realize, like, he looks like he's, like, 20. He's definitely 15. Right. And he would not know what to do in that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the doorbell rings. Doorbell rings. and, And while Eric is telling her that it's not about looks, it's about connection. Anybody who thinks it's all about looks is, I don't remember what he says, something like, shallow shallow and and stupid yes and the door opens and it's topanga's older sister nebula nebula nebby and uh, eric goes hi i'm what was it he's like i'm shallow and insecure or something like that yeah um man i wish i could remember what what he said it's almost like i should have taken notes what Uh, i did take notes i just didn't yeah i didn't feel the need to write that down at all um 
so anyway, she comes in. Topanga's devastated. Oh, she came in because Corey called her to come pick up the pieces because Topanga wasn't feeling well and needed to come home. I need to backpedal just a little bit. Backpedal then. So there's, there's a part where Eric is talking to Topanga. Yes. And she's talking about being like an old soul and everything. Yes. And he he's trying to explain to her like why it's not okay and she is just doing everything she can to conform to what he would want and he starts saying something about like how smart she is and she's like i can be less smart and at 11 like she was already trying to conform to what everybody else wanted Uh and that's kind of scary it's scary but i remember being that age and you are learning about yourself and you're like well Maybe I don't want to be what I am, you know? Yeah. Because I want this other thing over here that I can't have. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the same. I wasn't trying to get a 15-year-old boy, but... No, but I definitely think, like, especially now, the 11-year-olds that we know now, or 12 or 13-year-olds, like, don't look the way Topanga looked. Like, Topanga looked like a kid. Uh Uh-huh. We have kids in our lives that don't look like that. Okay. And it would be really, really easy for them to work i guess it would be easier for them to conform to what an older person would want Mm -hmm. um and then and in doing that they don't find out who they are at all because they're so busy being who everybody else wants and that's really really scary Mm -hmm. i think i didn't have as much experience with that at that age because i my friends and stuff were at church and and they were all conforming to what church wanted. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the same. And we did a lot of normal kid things, but there was a little bit less of that there. Yeah. Because no. everyone was kind of conforming to that, like, churchy way of being when we were around each other. Right. You seem to think that that's a new thing now, but obviously we're watching a show from 1993 where it was a normal thing. Like, it was... Definitely a normal thing from what I remember as an 11 year old, as a as a teenager, as a young teen. Um, there was, I mean, it was everybody. I was incredibly awkward in trying to figure out who I was. I was a nerdy kid who um, liked nerdy things and got great grades. And I was smaller and, and weaker than a lot of the other kids. I got picked on a lot um, at, at 11 and 12. I was very much trying to latch on to something that could make me look cooler and be different so that I could fit in with the cool kids. Um, and, and it wasn't until you get older and start to realize who you are, if you if you have the opportunity to do that. I mean, that's where I grew up and I latched on to being a jerk and funny. And that was where I uh, started to m- make my own waves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but... I mean, this at the same time period of this show. Like, I don't think that's ever changed, and I don't think it ever will. I I see absolutely what you're saying because, but maybe I'm just really weird. I remember being alarmed watching my sisters do that. Like, I felt very, very alarmed by them just conforming to everybody else's idea of what was cool, and not that I didn't want to be cool. Everybody wants to be cool, but I think my go-to was just like, eh, I'm. I'm miserable around all of these people and they don't really accept me for who I am. I'm just going to go read my book now. Yeah, that's that wasn't normal. I was okay with who I was until I was that age. And then I was listening to music that I otherwise wouldn't have listened to. And I still, I won't listen to now. 
and I was uh, trying to find the right TV shows to watch so that I could talk to my friends or the people that I wanted to be my friends about it. And I was alienating my real friends because I wanted to make friends with the older kids. And there were girls, when, definitely when I was 11, there were girls in my class that were dating boys who were 13 and 14 years old. So, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I think it's a really fascinating, like, I I didn't realize that it was such a prevalent thing, I think, until I watched this episode mm-hmm. and realized, like, that it was completely normal and I was just so alarmed by other people acting like that. Well... When I was that age, I was so alarmed by it. Like, And there were kids like you in my class. Not many. There were a few kids like you in my class that didn't care. And they were the ones who were treated as weird. Because they didn't care about trying to do the cool things. I'm still treated as weird. But at some point, you learn to... that, Like, you almost envy that from people. And you realize, like, man, I really wish I didn't care what anybody thought. But you definitely don't realize that at 11 or 12 or 13 or... 14 probably i think i felt more like that at like 17 and 18 where i i mean i stopped listening to like r&b and stuff because the group that i hung out with made fun of people who did and that was the group that i was with until i was like 28 years old so r&b is bad music i love it you be (laughs) quiet you can't convince me of that though i don't know you, you could can't. be cool if you didn't like R&B. You, but I've already... Funny thing like, is, when I was in that age group, one of the things I did was I listened to R&B because I wanted to be cool. See, I love it. And I love it from that time period. I can't imagine the group of friends you ran into that was like, ew, you like R&B? Gross, get out of here. Because I was always the other way around where they were like, you don't even like R&B. You can't hang out with us. Um, You've met the people. Yeah, they're awful. Yeah, right. they were awful. So... Um, in conclusion <laughs> in conclusion in conclusion be yourself don't conform yeah kids. don't tell people that you can be less smart that's crazy yeah kids and my mom who be a minkus not a topanga <laughs> okay so at this point they go back to the classroom eric comes in because he wants to fix everything that he said uh he comes in and he does get very much like you don't minkus have you do you like to do drugs and he's like no and he's like well would you no he says do you want to smoke cigarettes right would you do it because topanga wants you to and he was like hell yeah yeah he said a million times over or something like that Mm -hmm. and then he's like he says something to topanga about are do you like minkus now that he smokes and she's like ew no anyone who smokes is disgusting and is like i'm trying to quit <laughs> yeah minkus is fantastic i did want to point out at some point in this episode how different this show show would have become if it had been minkus and topanga who fall in love and like start this whole life it would have been wonderful <laughs> it would have been so great what would their ship name have been in 2019 because in 20 or 1993 we didn't i almost said 2093 to pinkus no yes it would be it would be to pinkus um or uh minkpanga minkanga 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 or to pinkus the pinkus mckanga let's start (laughs) (laughs) let's adopt a dog and call it to pinkus mckanga 
Minkanga. I can't even say it anymore. We would be able to if we had an animal named that. No, we wouldn't. We just never talked to that dog. <laughs> that dog would feel very much like the middle child in episode 14, but we'll Ooh, get to that. Ooh. That was good. That was a bad segue five it minutes was before. very good. Five minutes All early. Right, let's, cl- let's close this one This up. is the longest episode ever. It's okay. You'll cut a lot out. It'll be fine. That's true. Yes. So I think Aubrey just took all of our dinner out of the oven. I'm starving. Starving <laughs> to death. So Eric comes in and says a whole bunch of stuff to rectify the situation, tells the kids that they're going to deal with drugs and alcohol and sex and all that kind of stuff. A very adult speech from a 15-year-old boy. Um, at one point, Minkus goes, can you please pick on somebody else? Because Eric keeps going to him about all the awful stuff. But in this, Minkus does admit that he wants to be the... He wants to be a cool kid and just can't. Yeah. Which is sad. But then he very pointedly says something like about how you need to just be happy with who you are and looks directly at Topanga. Yeah. Well, and he talks about the fact that some of them are already hitting these like mature, like mature places in their brains um, that the other kids aren't. And that's when he looks at Topanga is he's saying some of you guys are already hitting these grown up spots. Um, Mm -hmm. So he's acknowledging the fact that she is mature for her age, which is a nice compliment to her, but while also saying, like, hey, you are still 11. Yeah. I thought he handled it really, really well. First season, Eric just continues to surprise me with how good he is Mm -hmm. and how eloquent he can be Mm -hmm. and smart. Um, Maybe April didn't write later episodes. Like I'm just gonna say, like I have seen a lot of a lot of the show. No, you and, haven't. You've and seen 13 episodes now. I might, I might change my mind some, like as we're watching it now that we're adults. But like from what I remember, they dumb Eric down a lot, like a lot, a lot. Yeah, we'll get to it. Don't worry about it. It's. We're on episode six. <laughs> Let's worry about episode 40 when we get there. Okay. Let's uh, go eat dinner, though. Real quick, we have to finish out this episode. It's not over yet. Uh, it's not? No. Oh. Um, that's all I had written. <laughs> you stopped writing? I stopped writing once Eric tells them to not do drugs. Uh, this is where Corey and Sean swear to each other that they'll never, never let a girl come between them. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. At their table in the cafeteria. At, at the cafeteria table, at their lunch table. Like, ew, this is just awful. Like, we're never we're never even going to fall in love. Yeah. And then a girl walks in and asks Sean where the principal's office is. And he's like, I've been there so many times because I'm an awful kid. And all the girls love me, though. Right, Tanya? And Tanya goes, yeah, I do. And um, I love awful people. And then uh, Corey's like, you... You promised. And he grabs his arm and he's like being dragged out of the cafeteria once we hit that like pause screen. Mm -hmm. As Sean chases that 11 year old girl. What a creep. What a creep. Uh, And then real quick, the pre-credit credit screen there. Um, I don't know why I called it pre-credit screen. Only because that's what it says in the online (laughs) uh, thing that I just read. Uh, They are trying to learn French. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And Minkus is in their room, in Corey's room, teaching Corey and Sean French. Like, he, they don't treat him like shit all the time. Yeah, I think, though, like, there, there is a friend in a lot of groups that people treat like shit. They're like the, the, 
that one. They're the one mm-hmm. that people talk about when they're not there, where they're just like, oh, I don't know why we keep that person around. Like, can't stand them, but they are actually like the most valuable person to the group. Mm. And people hate them because they're jealous. They're jealous that school comes easy or they're jealous that they're able to be themselves without worrying about it so much. Mm-hmm. And no matter how old you get, there's always that person. Yeah. Like in jobs, in jobs, there's that person that everybody talks about. Yeah. And it's always really sad to me because as someone who was a boss, like who was a manager, I would have to sit and listen to like the one person or listen to people talk about that one person. Like they were just the scum of the earth and like they never did their jobs or they didn't clean right or like everything wrong with the store was from this one person. And then they would get mad at me when I was nice or gave hours to that one person because that one person usually was the one who did the most work and did the best job. I'm sorry, Boy Meets World? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying like that that idea of he was helping them and teaching them French despite the fact that they're really shitty to him all the time Mm -hmm. isn't out there. But then Eric comes in and he make some comment about how much he how he doesn't like oh, the French doesn't like the French language <laughs> but he sure does love the way they kiss and they're like the French kiss different and he's like well please don't say it that in French the tongue's not silent <laughs> and then they're all like ew gross and I'm sitting here going ew gross because it was really gross <laughs> that's just gross Okay, so um, TJF, thank God it's Feeney. Do we have anything to say about Mr. Feeney this episode? Um, he's really good at making sure that uh, kids don't do drugs. I actually think I did have something. No? Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I did like that in this episode, I think this is the first episode where Mr. Feeney realized that there are other children in his class other than Corey Matthews. Yeah, it's true. It was nice. Good job, Mr. Feeney. Good job. Thanks. Thank God it's Feeney. Uh, Are you ready to go eat now? Yeah, we're going to pause here. And for you, it's just going to go into us talking again, which is weird. We like, might be chewing at the same time. I need some sort of transition there, but we're going to... Good night. Welcome to 1993's Hot... Hottest Christmas item, the talk boy, as seen in Home Alone. Home Alone, that's right, other boys. <laughs> you can save your house with a talk boy. You can talk into a talk boy. You can record your creepy uncle singing in the shower on your talk boy. You can talk into a talk boy. Look at all the things you can do with a talk boy. You can talk into a talk boy. Go buy a talk boy to Go talk into a talk boy. For ninety nine ninety nine at the nearest KB Toys. Oh. This has been a word from your sponsor until real sponsors pay Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. And we're back from the break. We're back. Did you guys find any cool things you want to buy in the commercial break? commercial break i thought we were just eating dinner we were just eating dinner but in the meantime somebody came in here and recorded a commercial oh that's really cool i hope it was for something that was really relevant in 1993 i don't i hope it was for something that people will buy and then we get the money for i feel so much better after eating good how do you feel after eating fine and tired yeah 
We had a lot of potatoes. Yeah, we did. Uh, so it's time to talk about episode 14. Episode 14, we don't need to do another intro just because no. we stopped recording. That's episode true. 14 is called... The B-Team of Life. And by B, they mean not A. What's the uh, the Hulu description of this show, of this episode? A frustrated Corey scores a bench position on the basketball team. It first aired on January 18th, 1994. Oh, no. Oh, we did no. this all wrong. We did. Unless the last episode was 1993. Who wrote this one? It was written by Jeff Minnell. Menel. Menel. So a much different person than April. Yes. And a much different Corey and... Well, a def- much different Corey. Sean's still a dick. Yeah. Um, so this is episode 14 of season one. Corey and his friends. Uh, I'm just starting to read the description oh, I, now. It's okay. You don't have to do that because I remember. Yeah. What happens? Um, so they're in the hallway at school. We are not starting in the cafeteria this episode, what? which is like really weird. It threw me off a little bit. Wasn't in the cafeteria. Wasn't in the classroom. It wasn't in the cafeteria or the classroom. They have hallways in their school. Um, their school that from the outside looks like a college. Yes. I just want to point that out. It looks like it has 25 floors. No school for that age has 25 floors, I don't mm-hmm. think. Um, but anyway, so they're in the hallway and they're talking to their other friend. They have another friend other than yeah. just Minkus, Sean, and... So they're in the hallway. Yes. At school. Yes. And they're really excited because a list is up. And what is that list for? Basketball tryouts. And who's going to make the A team? Who's going to make the B team? The B team is the, the bench sitters. Yes. So Minkus goes over. He's super excited. Minkus, wouldn't you believe it? Made the damn B team. He made the B team. He's so excited. He can't wait to go home and tell his dad. Mm-hmm. It's great. It is great. I didn't expect Minkus to make the B team. I thought he wouldn't make the team at all. But then... I think there's a common misconception that smart people wouldn't play sports. But I think if well, they tried, also, they would make the B team. He's also tiny. You were tiny and you played sports. Yeah, and guess who didn't make the team in ninth grade? Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I was too small. I didn't grow enough. All the other kids grew in the summer. Oh. I didn't make it. I feel very sad now. In eighth grade, I was the offensive player of the year. I still and have the trophy. in ninth trophy. grade, you didn't make the in team. In ninth grade, I didn't make the team because everyone else had a growth spurt. The school was really crappy. All right. I just want to point that out. They didn't know what they were doing. Anyway, so. <laughs> you are an amazing sportsman and you deserve to be on any team that you try out for. I'm uncomfortable with the way you're flirting with ninth grade me. <laughs> flirting with you, you. <laughs> you, you? <laughs> you, you. Um, so they are, they, they go up to the board to see where they are listed. Sean finds himself listed on the A team. And he goes, what does he say? I don't know. I didn't think he said really anything. surprise Arama. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. Sean is so annoying. He is. Uh, and then their friend goes up and finds himself on the board. Corey goes up to looks looks at the board and says, Matthews, comma, Corey, A-team. Wait, they spelled A with a B. And they freaked out because he made the B-team, not the A-team. Yeah, and they all like went over to read it as if he read it wrong. But no, he definitely made the B-team. Mm-hmm. And he's very upset. And he's and very upset. And his friends are like, don't worry, we'll still be your friends. And then they disappear. Yeah, they ran off. Gone. And, uh... So Corey goes home. Corey is very upset, very frustrated. Um, I don't, is it, do they go to the classroom at that point? Yeah, they go back to the classroom at that point, And they're learning about evolution. Um, Mr. Feeney's teaching them about Mr. Charles Darwin. When you were nine years old watching this episode, 
Did you think that you were going to catch on fire because they were teaching about evolution? I did. And I just want to say again how much I wasn't allowed to watch this show. And this was the reason. Because all of these worldly things were infiltrating my Christian brain. Yes. Um, We were not taught this stuff in school. No. Because we were taught that the world was like 2,000 years old and that was it. Uh Uh-huh. All of these kids are like, the world is a million years old. And I'm sitting there like, nope, uh-uh, it is 2,000 years old. Wrong. Didn't realize Mr. Feeney was such an idiot. Yeah. Someone needs to revoke his license because he's teaching lies. A gosh darn idiot. Sorry about my language. And he absolutely is wrong for having kids reenact being like Paleolithic people or even, I think, before that and... And Minkus talking about coming out of the ooze and stuff. Like, oh, so anyway, that, that all happens. Corey comes in late because he didn't, uh, he was talking to the coach trying to make sure that there wasn't a typo on the handwritten letter. And um, he, he explains that uh, Darwin would have, I don't remember. Mr. Feeney says something about how he's proving survival of the fittest. Right. Corey's not fit enough. Right. Uh, Is this after everyone leaves the class? Yeah, everyone's okay. left everyone's the class. Okay, everyone's left the class. That's right. Yes. We're going <laughs> to... I didn't write a lot down for this one. <laughs> okay. So we I'm have... trying to remember when everything happened. I will let you know at in everything I say who was on the screen, <laughs> how many people there were on the screen at the moment. Because that is vital information. It is because I had to remember where it was in time in this <laughs> episode. Okay. Um, All of the children have left. Feeney tells him that he is not fit enough to be survival of the fittest. Corey says he is, that he's proving Charles Darwin right. Yes. Because he's going to evolve and adapt and be better and become a team. Yes. And, like, it's really, really cool that this 11-year-old paralleled evolution theory in his want and desire to become on. A player on the A-team. Like, he's really, really smart, but gets really bad grades, and I'm very confused. Yep, and I think, maybe, well, I, I, haven't you known kids like that? Kids that are too smart, and they're just like... Yeah, Finley. I don't think Corey's too smart, but kids who are bored by it. He absolutely paralleled of evolution. Evolution. Elvolution. Evolution. The evolution of Elvis with... His desire to be on the A-team in basketball. Mm -hmm. Most people wouldn't have even listened to what Mr. Feeney was talking about because he was talking about something boring. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'm going to take this and turn it around so that... And use it to my advantage. Exactly. Um, So anyway, so uh, Corey goes home, complains to his parents, complains to Eric. Eric completely ignores him because he's trying to get fit because all of the girls in 10th grade have dumped him for 12th grade uh, Burger King trainees. Did they say Burger King trainees? Yeah, he said, um, damn, it's not here. He said something about how he's, he he got dumped for guys with cars and Burger King trainee hats. Something like that. I'm so paraphrasing. he's 15. Uh-huh. And the girls that he can date are also 15. Uh-huh. Um, and 15-year-old girls don't want to date 15-year-old guys. They want to date 17 and 18-year-old guys. Mm-hmm. So this makes complete sense. 
Um, so he's sitting on the bed, lifting weights and telling himself how awful he is. Mm-hmm. You're scum. Yeah. And he says, scum, 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 mm-hmm. scum, scum. These are reps with his weight. His one. Yes. His one dumbbell. His, on his one arm that he's getting strong. Yeah. Getting swollen in his right arm. Yeah. Um, when I was 15, I was getting swollen in my right arm too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay anyways um so cory can't get a hold of him so he or get through to him so he goes downstairs tries to talk to his parents mm-hmm. um they're busy with oh his mom she's busy with morgan trying to make morgan a princess and getting cookies out of the oven mm-hmm. um his dad comes home and he's trying to talk to his dad and then eric comes down and starts talking about his woes with the girls and um, asking for money for a really expensive car mm-hmm. and a harley and like just all of this weirdness going on and nobody's listening to Corey. oh no you i just realized how much you resonated with the middle it's child why i didn't write a lot down middle child i had a really hard time with this episode i just saw it in your eyes as you were talking about how everyone i thought you were gonna be like Corey's being ridiculous and then i saw it in your eyes like poor Corey. It's such then, a thing. Then, it happens now. But then when you went to go say poor Corey, you were like, poor Tanya. I mean, Corey. I didn't say Tanya <laughs> at all. In your, It was in your eyes. Whatever. Anyway. Go ahead. How did this make you feel? He's basically an orphan. He probably, he probably imagines that he is an orphan as he goes to bed at night and tries to block out some of the sadness in his life. Go on. And then if you can't hear me, I'm real far away from the mic so she can just keep going. And then he daydreams about being adopted by a rich pop star who will probably pay to get him on the A team and also buy him all the cool clothes and an entire huge library full of all of the best books in the world and even books that he doesn't even like that much because eventually he'll like them because he likes books a lot and probably also he'll just magically be better looking because He'll have all of this money and a pop star dad. And that pop star's name is probably Michael W. Smith. And um, do you want to come back to the mic yet? How sad does that make you feel, Tanya? It makes me feel so sad. How sad do you think Corey is? He's very sad. Okay, I'm back. Talk boy. (laughs) Um, I I thought Corey was being kind of ridiculous. But he's, I mean, he's an 11-year-old boy. So I'm not faulting him for that. But. Uh, things happen. Life happens. You're not the center of the uh, attention all the time. And that's okay, Tanya. I mean, Corey. Um, <laughs> so. Says the oldest child of two children. Oh, you're right. I had it so easy. I'm not saying you had it easy. I'm just <laughs> saying you probably really would never understand. Um, so, anyway. Corey says the words... As middle child, he feels like he's second string at life, too. Yeah, he says, being second string at basketball is hard enough. Being second string in my family is worse. <laughs> and I was going, what a what a dramatic kid. And Tanya was going, I know, I In the fetal position, crying in a corner. Uh, so Corey and or Corey's parents talk about it, and they realize that they are neglecting their son. And they... Amy uses the term middle pause, and it's my new favorite thing I've ever heard. I've never, I've 
watched this episode a million times. I've never heard that. And now that I have, I'm probably going to get it tattooed on my arm. I can't wait until this podcast fails and then you have your own podcast called The Middle Pause. Middle Pause. Oh, Middle Pause so cast. good. Middle Pause. They're like, Corey has middle pause and i'm like yes that's the best word ever (laughs) go on (laughs) and she's happy it's just like that look how look how emotional the uh, what we're seeing here we're seeing the middle child at work it goes from sadness to happiness all expecting everyone else to stop what they're doing and watch it happen here we are Watching it happen. You're such a jerk. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, they do the middle pause thing. Corey is like hanging out with Minkus, I think, as they cut back to the school. Because yes. I remember thinking like now he's just like talking to him. Is this where they're back in the cafeteria? Yeah. So they're back in the cafeteria and they're talking about the game and and oh, Sean yeah. brings like these magazines. Well, but before this, Minkus says... It wasn't last night's game so great? It, if we had been any closer, we would have been in it. <laughs> Minkus is just enjoying being on the team. He's yeah. such a pure soul. Yeah. I love him so much. And Corey's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And Sean brings over a magazine. It's like, I pulled this magazine out because I remembered there being an article about bench sitters who ended up the heroes of their team and making it big and these are people that you know and so they're going through and they're like this person became steve young was on the bench for five years under joe montana the greatest quarterback who ever lived yeah so like really famous people became famous after they were bench sitters for Mm -hmm. five years Mm -hmm. so Corey's like yes all i have to do is become the hero of a game and i will be on the A-team forever. And then he rips open his shirt and his basketball jersey's underneath and the coach looks over and goes, what are you doing with that shirt on, Matthews? You know that you don't get to even go to the game tonight. And because just walks it's an off away like, game. And what a dummy is basically how yeah, he walks he's off. he's so mean. He was very mean. And they're all just like, oh. Middle oops. pause. So then Corey goes home. Yes, he does. And the rapture happened. Yes, it happened. I had so many, like, just strong reactions to the things that happened in this episode. Mm-hmm. He goes home and nobody's there. He's, like, talking to his mom, thinking she's in the kitchen. He's, like, walking into the kitchen and he opens the door to the kitchen. There's no mom there. Mm-hmm. There's nobody there at all. He goes and watches TV with a bag of chips. For hours. For hours, it seems. No, definitely hours, because he got home from school. I guess at like 3.30 yeah. and it was like 6.30 by the time he was like, where is everybody? It's yeah. dinner time. He was like, it's 6.20 and dinner isn't even in the kitchen. Doesn't anybody know that I'm on a schedule? Except he said it better than I did. Yeah. Uh, and he looks mi- out back. Middle, middle children just do it better. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And he looks out back and he sees Mr. Feeney cooking one little chicken all by himself on one, a grill. One barbecue chicken breast. And he's just like, I'm starving. I'm going to go and jump the fence and steal the chicken breast. So he calls Mr. Feeney to distract him from the grill. Mr. Feeney goes inside. Corey stealthily goes out and takes the chicken breast, then falls over the fence. And drops the chicken And breast. drops it in the garden. And Mr. Feeney comes out and is like, Mr. Matthews, 
Mr. Matthews. What? Mr. Matthews. <laughs> That's a very different accent that you're using this week. I, it, when it was coming out of my mouth, I thought it was the same until I heard it with my ears. <laughs> <laughs> so then what happens? Well, then Mr. Feeney displays a patience that I can never possibly fathom. I'm a patient person. Not when it comes to your food. Not when it comes to my food, for sure. Uh, but even one still, chicken breast. It was his only chicken breast. Corey jumped the fence, grabbed it, jumped over the fence, didn't even eat it. At least then you could have gone, well, at least you got a meal out of it. He dropped it in the garden and then tried to bury it. I can't even fathom not punching middle pause matthews i can't believe mr feeney just like calmly he tries to teach him a lesson tgif thank god it's feeney he tries to teach him an entire lesson while they're standing over his dead chicken breast laying in the garden while he starves while they both starve but really mr feeney he lives alone and Corey says oh and and so it turns out get to get back to the story mr feeney knows where his parents are he they went to where the, are they they went to the basketball game that Corey <gasps> didn't get to go to because he's not he's part of the b team and the b team doesn't get to go to away games how would you feel if you went to aubrey's dance thing and they were like actually aubrey's not even here because she's not dancing tonight and you had like driven to a different town oh i'd be mad yeah because aubrey wouldn't have texted you to tell you that she wasn't dancing mm-hmm why didn't Corey call his parents? I guess he figured that they wouldn't go. Where would he have called them from? Schools had pay phones and the office has a phone. Yeah, I guess. Finley doesn't have a cell phone. And when they had a change in their art club schedule, he had to call me and tell me. That is true. So you're cur- turning around on this whole middle child, aren't you? What a bad guy. Uh, so I wish you could see me rolling my eyes right now. I wish I couldn't. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> story of your life uh-huh so uh he bribes mr feeney into taking him to the game which is again unfathomable your chicken is laying there in the dirt and he he says you need to take me to the basketball game and mr feeney goes i need to go to a restaurant because he dropped his chicken yeah but eventually he decides all right fine my car's out front come on let's go nope Mm-mm, i would not no way. Also, they're going to come home expecting Corey to be there. And me as an adult, I've taken their child. <laughs> like It's Mr. Feeney. It would have been fine. But the thing is, is that Corey was able to like run the roads all the time. Like he was everywhere else but home constantly. Mm-hmm. If they came home and he wasn't there, they wouldn't be like, "Ooh, I wonder what happened to Corey. Maybe he got taken away like they would just be like he's at sean's it's whatever he's over there punching minkus in the face in last week's episode Uh he got on a bus i don't remember last week and went to a fancy restaurant to see if his mom was cheating on his dad was she at 10 o'clock at night what happened find out by listening to the episode before this one okay i'll have to do that (laughs) <laughs> you should we need more listens <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> okay so uh they go to the game they come back home everyone's celebrating Corey's the savior of the game yeah he i guess made like three baskets in the mm-hmm. last like two minutes or something like that it was something crazy they scored he scored six points 
and they won by 31. So he didn't really do much, but but he got to be in it. And I assume, did they say he's going to be on the main team now? No, not at all. But he did get to be in it. And they, I'm sure in typical sitcom fashion, this basketball team is never going to come up again. Oh, good point. But um, he he got to play. And so some of the A-team fouled out and couldn't play the rest of the game. If there hadn't been a fifth player there, they wouldn't have been able to continue the game, which kind of brings up a whole flaw in the system. Like, if you're not going to bring enough players, maybe you're a bad coach. I think we've already established he's a bad, he's coach. A bad coach. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they come back home. They're all excited. Morgan is just starry-eyed over her awesome big brother who scored six points in a basketball game. and He's a hero. Mm-hmm. She wants hugs. She wants him to read her story. So she goes upstairs to get read a story, and while she's up there, um, Amy and Alan talk to Corey, and you know we know we're real proud of you, and we're sorry you don't you don't get enough attention, and being a middle child must be tough. And Tanya's just like, why didn't I ever get this conversation? I never did. And um, so they have this whole conversation, and our Morganism tonight is Morgan coming down and going, hey. You know who's reading me a bedtime story right now? Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) I think, so Alan does this thing where he's like, where he grabs Corey's face and he's like, the next time I'm not listening to you, I want you to grab my face because as long as my face is right here, you have my attention. And he grabs his face like this. You can't, you can't really hear it, but. definitely can hear it. You can't. So he's got my face. (laughs) Ow. (laughs) (laughs) You have my face in like a death grip. But anyway, so he does this whole thing where they're holding each other's face and they're talking to each other like super duper close. And Morgan comes down and she grabs Corey's. Well, because Corey grabbed his dad's face back and was like, this hurts my face. Yeah. He's like, I need you to listen to me. Let go of my face. And then Morgan comes down and says, and she's waiting for Corey to read the story. And then she walks over and grabs his face. And what does she say? I can't remember, but she does grab his face, and it was really funny because she does not let go. She drags him up the steps mm-hmm. by his face, and it was adorable how violent it was. Yep. So anyway, they get they go. So they cut back to the school now, and Corey is explaining to Sean and their other friend that's only been in this episode ever um, how much of a crazy driver Mr. Feeney is. And they're like, no way. And Corey's like, he was driving on the curb and swerving around lanes. I'm pretty sure he clipped a car. And they're like, no, there's no chance. And they're like, maybe he's like a secret a- or he's like a secret agent or something. Or like Clark Kent. Like this is his Clark Kent. Well, that's Kent. what Corey said. Like yeah. he's, this is Clark Kent at school and at home he's Superman. But Corey knows him at home. So yeah, but I think in the car, he's Superman. Ah, like, okay. in the car is different than everywhere else, yeah. is what he's saying. Okay. Uh, and then it cuts to Mr. Feeney walks in, and he's wearing, he's like... taking off his driving gloves. His, his, his driving gloves, gloves. And his, like, aviator glasses. He looks really cool. He does. Uh, and he's, like... Or one of the teachers goes, I would have oh, caught up to you if you hadn't cut around that corner, George. And he's like, well, maybe one day you can keep up with me. And... <laughs> <laughs> this is my the ever evolving feeny voice feeny voice um sorry i said evolution in front of you <laughs> it's okay i'm still i haven't burned alive yet mm-hmm. i'm good so yeah uh, th- that's where it ends it was pretty 
pretty good episode. Yeah, what did you, it was good. What did you think of the two episodes tonight? Um, I thought they were really good. I definitely I had more notes on the first one, and I think it that's just because uh, the. What are you laughing at me for? It's because this second episode felt so real to you. The second episode definitely hits me harder. Mm-hmm. I think, like, you think it's funny. I do. Because you really don't know. Like, there mm. is something to be said for that middle child syndrome. Like, it's very real. And the the feeling of neglect is not... It's not uncommon because it's not not there like it's not imaginary it's absolutely real like sit in my mom's house tomorrow with my sisters there oh no 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 thank you no my thoughts exactly (laughs) you know why why because no one listens to me it's like i don't exist there is that why you get so angry and argue with everybody yes okay It's like I'm grabbing them by the face and saying, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. (laughs) I grabbed her face. Um, Yeah. So do you know any other middle middle children? Like, are you friends with any other middle childs? Um, I mean, I have been. I don't know that I really know any now. I don't have friends. Uh, Except for everybody out there listening right now. How many of you guys are middle children? Hit us up at at BMGMBMW at... On Twitter. Or, like, our personal ones. Yeah, we're fine. That's fine, too. Yeah, that's fine, too. I'm at Sinner Hanabel. He's at a.bear. Yeah. Dot is spelled. It's not an actual dot. Yeah, Twitter doesn't allow that. Oh, yeah. I'm bad at Twitter, so I don't really know. But I have known middle children, and a lot of times with Aubrey, I... I sense her feeling like she's neglected, even though she's super not. Right. But that feeling is always going to be there, even if you get all of the attention. Like, Mm -hmm. Amy felt, my sister, who is also a middle child, there's two of us, um, felt the same way. She got all of the attention, like, every single bit of it. So, it's just a weird part of being a middle child and almost not having a, a real place. It's just part of it. Oh, Corey. (laughs) um so yes we've learned that i do find that funny and uh i they were good episodes yeah again like i don't know what to say we it's we're watching the series like solidify what it is week in and week out like minkus is a more a bigger participant and less of a joke and and topanga is more of a real person in the show yeah i definitely think i didn't watch it it as it came out when I was a kid. I wasn't allowed to. Like, TGIF was not a thing I got to watch unless I was at a friend's house um, because they all, all of my friends watched it. I remember watching Step by Step for the first time and being like, oh my gosh, they're talking about boobs. And I was like nine years old and I couldn't believe that this is the filth that was on family television. Hashtag middle pause. Ugh, shut up. Um, but it's just like... The thing, because I didn't watch the show evolve, it was just what it was, whichever episode I was watching. When did you start watching it? I mean, I watched it when I was like nine, ten years old, but it was more like a rerun thing. Okay. Or maybe like 10 or 11. Okay. But at that point, it was like reruns on Saturday morning or something. Mm. Um, I feel like it's possible that... Some of the shows that they played on TGIF, they played before Saturday morning cartoons on Saturday morning. If you know more about that, 
find us at BMG and BMW. Or our personal Twitters, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it's really cool to watch it now and be able to watch it in order and see how it all evolved and how they they brought out characters that maybe were more background characters. Like, it's just really, really cool to watch. And it's cool to be adults and appreciate the side characters for what they were more than you would as a kid. When, when I was a kid, I was like, Minkus is a dork. He's yeah. so annoying and we don't need him. Yeah. And now I'm like, the show would not be the show without Minkus. Minkus forever. Yep. Let's hope he never leaves. You think? No, we'll, we'll talk about that later. What? As we get further on in the series, we'll talk about what could have happened to characters that do or don't stay with the show. I definitely think that we're going to need to have like an unsolved mystery episode. I think so. Okay. So we'll do that one day, but not today, because no, today we're done. Today we got to go tuck our kids in. Uh-huh. And I got to watch some wrestling. Yep. Okay. So, thank you guys for joining us. This has been... Oh, Tanya? And Alden? And our show? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that's what you wanted me to say. Uh-huh. I was very confused. Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Or Boy Meets World Meets Boy Meets Girl. Or Boy Meets Something in a World Is There. Or Boom Meets mm, That's a good one. Um, It's been fun. As always. As always. It thank- was definitely more fun the second half after we ate food. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I think I was half dead before, so I'm very sorry for the first half of this episode. But somehow this half is like 20 minutes, and the first half was an hour and 40. The first half, we were talking like this, and like we had one half of our bodies in a coffin. I hadn't had a meal yet today. Yeah, I... It hadn't really either. Okay. So anyway, hashtag middle pause. Thank you for joining us. Have a cool week. Have, have a what? Have a cool week. And we don't, don't forget to buy a talk boy. We don't have a sign off yet or an intro. So we don't have that out. to. Yeah, we do. Why? Show. It's a show. It's a podcast. Like show etiquette? No. Yeah. Like it's a podcast. Oh. Uh. Okay. It's a podcast, not a conversation, Tanya. It sounds like it might be a conversation. Tanya. Wait, we did... Wait, it's... Only Corey knows. First episode of our podcast, we talked about our sign-off being Only Corey Knows, and then we completely forgot about it. All right. So thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World episode something. Only Corey Knows. <laughs> Maybe that doesn't work. <laughs> I doesn't really know, but... Good <laughs> art.